Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the Color Resale Podcast, episode number one, how to be a self-employed girl boss. Today, I'll be sharing my 10 best tips on how to turn your idea into a business that you love. Hustle mentality is alive and well amongst boss babes, but so is burnout. What if we shifted our habits, found clarity, honed in our passion, and approached our work-life balance holistically? I'm your host, Coco, entrepreneur, mama, spicy food lover, and owner of Color Resale. Check in every week as I share questions and actionable steps so that our life and business can thrive. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I am smiling ear to ear and I could not be more excited to be doing this. So thank you so much for being here with me. My name is Coco. I'm a fashion and decor reseller and owner of Color Resale, which just celebrated a year today. So I thought it'd be so appropriate to entitle this first episode, How to Be a Self-Employed Girl Boss, since I've been one now for a year with no official training. Uh, I didn't go to school for business. Uh, my There are entrepreneurial women in my family, but I feel like I, I learned a lot of it through observation and mainly through trial, uh, error and trial. Trial and error? Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness, you're going to have to bear with me here. Uh, so I broke it down into 10 steps and I'm going to go through them all with you today. There's a downloadable PDF that you can work through. I'll go through the steps and be a fun little worksheet to go through because I know a lot of you are uh, driving or doing dishes, doing something where you can't jot things down when they come to you. So hopefully uh, you can listen to this and then have the worksheet as a little refresher after. So the first thing, the first step, and I would say this not only just for business, but most things in life, this is always going to be my first recommendation, which is to do a little deep dive and figure out why you want it in the first place. For me, I didn't really have the drive before. Like, I always think, oh, this would have been ideal. This job, Color Resale, would have been ideal to do in college. Back in college, I worked at a costume shop, and we went through clothes all the time, and we donated clothes all the time. So I always thought, oh my goodness, if I only took those clothes and then found a way to sell them on eBay or, you know, Poshmark or anything like that, I could have paid for college back then and not had student debt now, right? Um, But I didn't have my why back then. Uh, I have a daughter, Ina, who's a toddler now, and I wanted to be with her. I wanted a job where I could be at home, I could be building something that meant something to me while being with my daughter, right? So it took the right time, it took the right season of life to have my why uh, lift me up to being an entrepreneur. So that's the why for me. The why for you could be a million different things. It could be that you want to follow in your family's footsteps and, you know, um, own your own restaurant or you have a dream of being um, a graphic designer and, you know, you love doing it and you would do it if you didn't get paid, right? Everyone has such an individual reason. I think it's really important to figure out why because there's a lot of ups and downs in the first year of being self-employed and having a good reason to fall back on is going to make it all so much more worth it and so much more rewarding. So that's number one, figuring out your why. Number two is equally as important and that's having an idea. This can be really daunting because there's so many options these days, right? There's so many fun niche uh, 
ideas. You could be a, a doggy masseuse these days, you know, and, and make good money doing it. There's, there's endless possibilities. I think figuring out the intersection between where your passion and your natural talents lie is a great place to start. So just jotting down things that you've done in the past that have brought you a lot of joy and really set your heart on fire. And that can be like, you took dance classes as a kid or you love to cook or um, in my case, I love clothing, I love thrift shopping. Um, whatever it may be, looking at past trends is is very eye-opening, right? So taking the time to look back because, you know, you're, you're a person with so much history. Might as well use that for your to your advantage. Uh, and then what you're naturally really good at, right? Like, are you good at math? Are you good at um, talking with people? Do you have amazing people skills? What what are your what are your strengths? And you can of course build on this, right? But I think it really does help to have a little bit of a, a a push in the right direction when you're starting off, and have some things that you're just naturally good at to start off with. Okay, number three, and this is the part that scared me a lot going into it, which is finances, right? Like, how are you going to make this work financially? It, it, it's tricky, right? Because there are still bills that need to get paid. There's still realities. And unless you're independently wealthy or you got left an inheritance or you've saved a lot for this, but even that, even those things, um, you know, you have to factor those things in and you have to um, use that money wisely if you are fortunate enough to have that money. If you're like me and money is tight. I started Color Resale with $40. That was only possible because I chose a career that had a low barrier of entry as far as money is concerned, right? I was able to flip that 40 very quickly into 100 and then that 100 into more and more and more and more. And those that happened within days, right? But if you're choosing something like, say, how we said earlier, opening up your own restaurant, that might take more steps, right? There, there's bigger financing. You have to get back. You might need a partner. Um, there might be steps. So maybe starting off and doing um, little pop-ups or doing small catering gigs might make more sense financially, right? Um, so figuring out how money plays into your business is really important because without making money, you don't have a business, you have a hobby, right? Uh, which is harsh, but very true. And the money doesn't have to be made right away. Um, but you'll, you'll figure out when it needs to be made for you, um, when you break down the finances. And that is going to take some budgeting. That's going to take some planning. That's going to take looking at past bank receipts, uh, all those things are going to be really important for step number three. Number four, one of my favorite steps in this whole list is figuring out your core values. You already started off with your reason why, so this is great. You're not starting off from ground zero. You already know your reason why, but this is going a little deeper. This is not only about you, but more importantly, it's about your brand, right? It's about what you're known for. It's about how, it's about the intention behind your actions, right? So for instance, if you're starting a soap company, for example, right? Uh, you don't want to just be known for soap. There's enough, there's enough soap companies out there. You're, you're not going to make it just being the one that makes soap, right? You want to be known for something else. 
Uh, do you grow the herbs and flowers that go into your soap? Are you a family-operated company? Do you donate to charity? Do you run festivals? Do you have booths at markets? Like, what are you part of the community? Like, what sets you apart? What's important to you, right? For Colorisa, I knew from the beginning I really wanted it to be positive. I wanted it to lift other women up. I wanted to have a really strong sense of community. I wanted it to be vibrant and colorful and highlight that... I'm a woman of color. All those things are really important to me, and you get that when you come to Color Resale, right? So what are people going to get coming to your, um, you know, brick and mortar, your site, your whatever you're offering, right? What are people going to walk away with? That's really important. And it's also really important just for you because as your business uh, grows and evolves and things happen, right? It would be really easy for me to have a bad day and to want to go to my social medias to vent. But that goes against everything that's at the core of Color Resale, right? Like I'm, I'm trying to be as positive as possible. That does not align with my core values, right? So it's really, really nice to go back to this list of, of, of traits um, when you're, you know, especially when you grow because you go through these growing pains and you're not sure which direction to go to. This list will really help be your guide. Number five, buying your domains and grabbing your custom social media handles. The reason why I think it's so important is because once someone else grabs them, it's really hard to uh, buy them back or to trade or to even contact some of these stale accounts to try to get the name. Before even naming Color Resale, I did a deep dive research into all the social media platforms that I wanted to be using. I made sure that the domain was available uh, and I bought colorresale.com way before I launched my website. I got the handles for the social media accounts to some that I don't even use, but I just want there just in case, right? Because you never know how your business is going to grow and evolve. And you really do want to make sure that your brand is cohesive. I'm a firm believer that the, the more you can get your name out there in the same kind of way, the same spelling and the same look of it, the more people will remember you. And that's such a huge advantage. Number six all the legal things behind a business. As you can tell, when I called them legal things, that goes to show how much legal training I have in my back pocket. Absolute nothing. <laughs> Absolute zero, right? Um, but it's really important to know where you're standing, what's being expected of you. Every state is so different. Every industry is so different. So let's go back to the restaurant example. That's going to be a whole mess of things, right? You're going to have to deal with um, what the state expects from you, right? But then also like federal laws and things, how you um, register your business, your name, all those things are so dependent on so many different factors. I found that a quick Google search was what I needed to get started. And then there are organizations out there that are there to help small businesses thrive. Figuring out what you need to do and doing your research, even though I know, well, maybe to some of you, legal legal things sound really sexy. To me, um, obviously not, because I keep on calling it legal things. I don't know, I need to find a better word than things. Um, but yeah, that's, that's number six. Number seven is figuring out your workflow. Now, the hardest part, well, I don't know about the hardest, but one of the hardest parts of being a self-employed girl boss 
is not having a boss. <laughs> well, having a boss, but having a boss in yourself, right? So when you wake up and the new season of your favorite show came out and you have some amazing Thai leftovers in the fridge and you have all of the ingredients to make the best martini in the world in your fridge and all you want to do is just veg out in bed, watch your show with your martini and your Thai takeout, you really need to ask yourself, would my boss want me to do this today? <laughs> like, are, are there things that I need to do? And that's where having a good plan in place really helps, right? So you can tell yourself, well, this is, <clears throat> you can tell yourself, well, these are the things that I need to do today. And then after it's done, I can do that. Or I work five days a week and I have a weekend where I can do those types of things or um, I do those things to start off my day and then I'm a night owl and I just work really late at night. There is no right or wrong way to have a really productive workflow, but uh, not having one all together is not the right move. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to just say probably not the right move. Uh, so figuring out what works best for you. I'm obsessed with productivity, workflows, uh, different structures. I've tried out a million different things. Uh, I'm definitely going to make an episode just about finding your workflow and dive a little deeper. I think I'm going to do a couple episodes on some of these steps moving forward just to do a little deep dive because I know I'm rushing over these kind of quickly and just introducing them to you. But I have a lot of opinions and a lot of recommendations and a lot of research put into a lot of these steps. So I'll share those in the future. Let's move on to number eight, documenting. Now, <laughs> this is very, this is a, a step that uh, I kind of, when I was writing down the list, I surprised myself by writing this one down because it is so important that I feel like I could have very easily missed it because uh, it's something that uh, feels not so organic to do in the moment to keep uh, records of everything that you're doing. Uh, and I don't only mean records of like, oh, I, you know, we became an LLC on this date and writing how you did it, who you did it with, like those, that's really important too. But I'm talking about like taking pictures of your space before you build it. I'm talking about if, you know, you made your first big sale, jotting it down. All these little things are really important, not only for yourself, so you can look back and see all of your wonderful achievements and not only, you know, for legal reasons also, so you have proof that you did all those things. Um, but also, now that you're self-employed, you don't know if you're going to be self-employed forever, right? Like, that's that's a hard reality, but it's the truth, right? People change jobs all the time. You could be changing your job, too. And having record of everything that you've done will help you build a really awesome resume, a really good CV, whatever you want to call it, right? So having all these things will show, like, because in if you're a, a self-employed uh, girl boss, you are wearing so many hats, right? One day you're a bookkeeper, one day you're a social media strategist, one day you're a graphic designer, like you're wearing all these hats. It's really hard to convey that when you say, oh, I own my own small business, right? It helps to have these very concrete examples of, you know, oh, last, last spring, I built my own website using this and I learned a little bit about coding and, you know, add that to your, add that, you know, keep, keep all that information because you, becoming your own boss, going through this process is, is giving you so many valuable skills. You are becoming so much more employable. Let's move on to number nine. Number nine is so important. Um, it maybe 
it's low on the list, but maybe it shouldn't be, right? I, I wonder if some of these should go in different orders. Number nine is to research and to learn. It is so important uh, to stay current. Things are changing so quickly, and I think that the people who think that they know it all are at a huge disadvantage, right? It it looks so different. I, I was talking to a business owner of 30 years, and they were saying it, they can't even keep up. They don't even understand the business landscape these days, right? And I think that that's true, right? If you just stay with what you're doing, you're going to wake up one day and just not recognize your own field anymore. You're not going to recognize what to do, how to change, how to stay current. Things are changing so quickly. And I feel like uh, staying current, researching, learning, understanding different facets of your business, how you can improve, integrating different uh, fields into your own business, right? So if you are a restaurateur, uh, it, you know, learning about other things, you know, learning about um, farming, learning about where your uh, produce is coming from, that will only make your business stronger, right? If you um, sell clothing, you know, finding out where that clothing's coming from, learning more about brands, learning more about fabrics, color theory, all of those things will really help you out. It'll really make you a more well-rounded owner um, and just person in general. And who doesn't want that? I mean, I know I do, right? Uh, and a huge piece of that, a huge piece of the research, the growing, the learning is networking. You can learn so much on the internet. It's kind of mind-blowing how much you can learn through a quick Google search. But in my humble opinion, there is nothing like talking to a, a peer, right? There's nothing like talking to someone who is in the in same industry as you, um, preferably someone who's been doing it a little bit longer or has a different model, different perspective than you, right? You don't want to surround yourself with just like-minded people. You do want to have people that are introducing new, fresh ideas, new ways of looking at your business, because that will only, as I said, it will only make your business that much stronger, right? It, it's so easy to look at being a self-employed girl boss and say, oh, I'm a solopreneur, right? I'm just doing this on my own. I don't really need anyone else. But the truth is, is that we do. We're community people, right? We're, we're meant to be in community. I mean, that's my humble belief, right? And I think that um, connecting with people over your business is so important. Uh, number, we're, oh my goodness, we're already on 10. This is going by so quickly. I'm having so much fun. Yay, okay. Um, number 10, the most important step is to celebrate. Now, this one took me a while to learn. I, I love a good celebration. I love a good celebratory moment. Uh, if you know me in person or just online, um, you'll know I'm just, uh, I, there's nothing that I love more than celebrating, right? But even with that said, even with someone like me that loves it so much, I did have a hard time uh, celebrating my own achievements, right? It's, I think it's part of, um, how society's kind of trained us to be, you know, very, um, I don't want to say like docile and small, but kind of, right? But there's nothing docile and small about being a self-employed girl boss. You are, we are, right? Me too. Uh, doing something that is so amazing and that's so worth celebrating and, you know, filing your taxes, um, is worth celebrating, 
it's a huge achievement, right? Especially the first time you, well, not even the first, I'm going to celebrate, I'm going to celebrate tax season every year um, that it comes, right? Uh, celebrating a year, like today, for example, Color Resale is turning one. That's a huge deal. Color Resale turning one is a huge, huge deal. It's worth celebrating, right? Um, it's hard to celebrate. It's hard to remind myself to celebrate when I don't have coworkers. And, uh, you know, that takes practice. That takes reminding yourself, no, that, that is worth celebrating. I'm worth celebrating. My business is worth celebrating. It's important that it's not just work. It's important to remind yourself of your why, of the reason um, why you started off in the first place, of um, reminding yourself that it's a joyful experience, right? Um, it's also really important to celebrate yourself outside of work, right? To really build yourself up. The whole idea of this podcast was to not only talk about business, but to talk about ourselves, right? Because I am such a firm believer that if we're thriving, our businesses are thriving, right? And that if we just run ourselves to the ground and we're just work mules working, you know, every hour of the day and we don't have anything that fills up our cup again, like, w what good are we to our business, right? Are we bringing any fresh, any new, any um, excitement into our business? Probably not, right? <laughs> if we're tired and we're just thinking about sleeping, we're probably not bringing our best selves to our business, right? And our business deserves more. More importantly, we deserve more, right? We deserve good lives. So yes, celebrate uh, small victories, big ones. Um, it's worth celebrating. Okay, those are the 10 steps. As I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, there is going to be a free downloadable PDF worksheet that you can uh, fill out at your own time. Maybe listen to the podcast, sit on it for a little bit, just let your mind wander, and at the end of the day, do some journaling, or maybe sleep on it and wake up um, and do the journaling fresh in the morning, whatever works best for you. I do recommend that um, you do write it down though. I don't know if you're like me, but taking pen to paper really um, introduces some, some new aspects of my mind to myself and I hope it does the same to you or for you. <laughs> I'm so excited to see you next week. Next week we're going to be talking about crafting your boss babe elevator pitch. Why elevator pitches are so important, especially for female entrepreneurs. Uh, it's so important to be prideful of your work, to explain it clearly, succinctly, get your message across, and feel awesome at the end of your elevator pitch. I'm going to be teaching you all about it next week. I hope you tune in then. Uh, if you would leave a five-star review, I, that would mean the world to me. We're just getting started, so all those reviews really do help get the word out. And if you could share it on Instagram and tag me in it, Oh my goodness, that would just make my day all together. My Instagram is Color Resale, and you can visit my website, colorresale.com, to get more connected, to find out more about me. I'll be introducing myself slowly throughout these episodes, little by little, but I really wanted you to be at the forefront of this podcast and to leave feeling like you learned something new, that you got some yummy attention from someone who just adores you as much as I do and uh, grew a little bit from it. If you have any questions, please uh, feel free to contact me again through colorresale.com and have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for being here with me. Mwah.